Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. edition of Man on the Post Extra Time. I'm your host Chris um, and this is a very special edition because with me I have got uh, Justin Wally from the Kenefa World Cup. Justin, how are you? I'm good Chris, thanks Thanks for having me on. Good, thank you ever so much for joining us. Right, I'm looking at your Twitter page here and there's bios on Twitter and there's bios on Twitter so I'm going to look through some of the roles that you do here. You are the manager of Matabili Land football team. Yeah. You are the African president of Kenefa. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, you are the um, co-founder of Riga United. Yeah, that's that's correct. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and some of the bits and bobs as well. Something about a Northampton Town football fan. <laughs> yeah, that's perhaps the strangest one of all, isn't it? But um, yeah, uh, Northampton Town fan. Who's your favourite player? Of what? Of all time? God, for, both. For Cur- currently and of all time. I only say this is my friend is a mad Bristol Rovers fan and. The player he hates the most is John Joe O'Toole. Yeah, yeah, well, he would do, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, all time, off the top of that, that generation of players, we had uh, the Graham Carr winning side. So you had, your, you know, your Trevor Morley's and Ian Benjamins. Um, Trevor they, Morley, yes. Super players. Yeah, yeah. That, was a, that, that was a brilliant team. Uh, Dave Gilbert and uh, uh, Eddie McGoldrick, all that team. Eddie McGoldrick? My friend would just go with Eddie McGoldrick. <laughs> there you go well actually Richard Hill was part of that team as well he went to Watford and uh, uh, he lived in Burbage where, where where I'm from so used to see Richard actually go and ask him to take a little book down and get the boys to autograph for me oh, there you go. as is Chris Kirkland he's from Burbage as well isn't he uh, I'm not sure yeah he's, he's, he's well he's from around here but I don't know if he's actually from Burbage this is yeah. Burbage Hinckley in Leicester yes. regular listeners know that I'm from Leicester originally and Ryan who's on our regular show is from Northampton so any kind of East Midlands geographical bants we can get in is is all the better yeah. <clears throat> and player wise yeah um, at the last the last few years uh, I'd, I'd say it was Ricky Holmes who's gone to Sheffield United yeah um, unbelievable player really um, absolute super you're yeah. doing okay this season, aren't you? You've still got Jimmy Floyd there. Yeah, he he, he went in, and um, I'm not sh- really sure that things were that great um, player personnel wise when he went in, and I think he's had to buy his time. And I think he did a good January um, in the transfer window, and um, generally speaking, it's on the up since then. Um, still, they've still got a, a bit of work to do to stay up this season. Yeah. But he's turned it a bit, I think. Um, there's some good performances. I've not seen much of them, unfortunately, <laughs> having been uh, in Zimbabwe and Latvia for most of this year. I, I, I was lucky enough to go down and see them beat Walsall. But, um, yeah, hopefully he's, he's, he's turning things around. I was going to say, if you walk into a bar in Zimbabwe on a Saturday afternoon, they're more likely to show Manchester United, I suppose, aren't they, than Northampton Town, unfortunately. Strangely, yeah. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> I um, know. I was in a bar and I was showing Leicester because uh, I've, I've got a fondness for Leicester City. Yeah. And uh, I was in a bar there and a, and a bar brawl brought up, um, uh, kicked off while I was there. So <laughs> watching really? Leicester. Yes. So that was quite. Uh, it was the only the only bar brawl I've seen there, but um, just randomly went off and had to leave leave the bar with my uh, with my bottle in hand. Oh, right. Fair enough, then. Well, before we go into that, then, uh, you are part of the Kenefa World Cup team um, for 2018, aren't you? Yeah, that's correct. Okay, that's going to take place in London from the 31st of May to the 10th of June. Um, yeah. Can you tell us uh, a little bit about what Kenefa do? Okay, so 
if we talk about the World Cup itself, you've got uh, 16 teams um, from, from, from all over the world, five continents um, coming to play in London. And CONIFA itself, you could, you could call it um, the, the, the non-FIFA uh, nations um, or regions or whatever, or countries, whatever. It, there's different, um, different categories. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, yeah. Fundamentally, it's it's giving football, providing the opportunity to play football to everyone, really. Okay. Because yeah. Sorry. Oh yeah. no no go on. Sorry, I thought, I thought it was a full stop rather than a comma. Sorry. Yeah, it was it, it, it was going that way, and then it, and it sort of slipped in into a comma. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, go on. I'll let you go. Yeah. Yeah. No. Sorry. Uh, so, uh, what's your role within Kanifa? You, I said in the introduction, you were their African uh, director. So, what does that involve, and what do you do day to day? Yeah. So, uh, they're voluntary roles. Um, I mean, they're, they're, they're big job titles and they're very interesting roles, but conifer uh, has got very little funding behind it. So um, we're, we're, we're taking on uh, voluntary roles. I'm trying to develop Africa in terms of uh, bringing in more members, improving um, what's going on with our members. So um, although I can't do that in a financial sense, it might be putting coaches into places and giving advice in, in, in improving their marketing so people are aware of their existence. Um, social media is, is, is vital these days. I'm absolutely certain of that. And you have to get the message out to people, um, engage them and, and, and have them uh, want to help you. Um, I, I'm working on trying to put together an African Cup for CONIFA, which will be our first ever African Cup. So, we're, yeah, we're looking at... Um, some possible destinations for that, including Ethiopia. Um, so yeah, it's just a it's a it's a development role really within Conifa's uh, main body, and um, I'm part of the executive committee. So we have a a once monthly conference call, and we'll we'll sit down on our different various corners of the world and and, and discuss what's going on in our continents and, and also how we can improve CONIFA in general. Um, you talk about funding. Where does CONIFA get funding from? Well, there's almost no... When I say funding, that, that makes it sound yeah, almost like there's bodies giving us giving us cash. But it's really... it's um, there's, there's, there's membership fees. So uh, the members themselves pay, uh, pay an annual fee. Um, if we can pick up bits of sponsorship... Um, that also brings in brings in money. We've now created um, individual uh, memberships um, very recently, so people can pay to be a individual member of Conifa. Mm-hmm. But pretty much outside of that, um, it's really some, some of the federations have got a little bit of money behind them, so they they, they can self self finance but on the whole many of our members really don't, just don't have much money so uh, and nor does nor does Connie for itself okay so when you want to or when you um scout around for additional members is there um do you have an idea in your head of where you want to go you think this you know you, you hear in the news of country x has a uh, a movement in it or a, um uh an area within it that seeks its own sort of independence or self-determination or they have a different um sort of uh, strong ethnic group that's um that wants to feel represented or do yeah, you go I, to them I, or do they come to you fundamentally I, I mean my personal my personal belief is i prefer people to come come and, and speak to us um because i'm a little bit sensitive to perhaps approaching a, a particular place and and, it, and it's sort of adding to a, a problem that might be going on there at the time so that's my personal opinion, um, but um, it's just sometimes it's just about identifying um, places that perhaps they're not aware of Conifa, and um, just letting them know that there's an opportunity to play um, under our umbrella, where, where FIFA is not not providing that. Really, I'd imagine people have sort of quite receptive to you aren't they it's quite a, a novel idea and if you turned up at uh, a, a, an area of, of or you turned up at a region within a country then they feel they need a voice or something then they'll be quite open to what you've got to say to them yeah i, I think so and, and increasingly because i think um 
you know, awareness of of Conifa is 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 growing almost exponentially. You know, in the last few months, a, a lot of people are becoming aware of us, and I think a lot of a, a lot of people respect what we're doing. We're a transparent organisation, and because there's very little money involved, I think people take it on face value, and um, and, and we can help people. You know, um, we're not opposed to FIFA. Um, there, there's there's members that um, we, we hope that that leave our family and, and and join FIFA in the future. So how did they become a member of you in the first place? I live in Cornwall, which has got its own sort of regional identity. Um, there's a uh, historically they're different from the rest of the UK. Um, they got their own language. They got their own sort of genetic difference from the sort of Anglo-Saxon England. Um, they've got their own cultural background and beliefs um so how would they become a member of conifa yeah they, they just have to put an application in um to conifa um we'd look at that there are there are a set of criteria most that you've you've mentioned uh, many of those there um and uh, if 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 they tick the boxes um we then take it to the executive committee and there's a debate about the the application if it's an official application and um if that gets approved, um, they are invited to join the family. And then when we have the AGM, um, which is currently around January each year, they are fully incorporated at that stage. Okay. Um, uh, go and sorry, in, yeah, in Cornwall's case, that's a, it's an interesting one. I mean, um, they do tick uh, a lot of boxes. So, uh, you know, that's that's an interesting one. If, they, if, if something something comes forward from Cornwall, it's, it's certainly going to be listened to. Has anyone from the Cornish FA ever approached you? Not me personally, but uh, whether they've gone to the General Secretary, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. There's not been an official application, to my knowledge. That'd be very interesting. But um, they, they may be discussing it with somebody at Connie for this stage. I mean, I mean the nature of our organisation is we don't really have bosses, so we all work on whatever comes up and then we meet and discuss and you know perhaps next month somebody will say yeah we've had this application for Cornwall let's sit down and have a look at it okay. so we'd be, we'd be very happy to consider such a thing so is the ultimate aim for a Kenefa member to join FIFA because Kosovo started with yourself didn't they um is the ultimate aim for a Kenefa member just to play football and have a laugh and have fun is it to use the sort of their own sort of standing within you to then sort of use you as a springboard to join FIFA or have you got some countries that go on. yeah I think it's different for everyone mm. I, I, I think um, I don't remember the exact latest number of members we have it's, let's call it around 50 mm-hmm. there, there's there's many different things going on there if you take somewhere like Kiribati or Kiribati actually to, to, to call it by its correct name in the South Pacific um, they're a United Nations country but they're not in FIFA. Now that's just doesn't make sense. It's not. Uh, it's not really. I think FIFA. Um, they'd have to explain that one to you. But it's it's clearly not 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 correct. Um, and they want to join FIFA, and um, we we're doing everything we can to to push them in that direction that they they can join FIFA um, because a lot of benefits, uh, financial benefits in terms of building infrastructure, would really help a nation like that. Um, but then you've got you've got very different cases. You've got uh, I, 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 if you talk about Tibet, um, I, I don't think um, we can honestly say here that Tibet's going to be given autonomy by China. Um, but um, uh, and therefore, I don't believe that FIFA will will will, will give them membership. Um, but um, Tibet deserves to be playing football. Um, and deserves that recognition, I would say. So I think I think it's very different in, in, in every case. It is very strange, isn't it? Because you've got Kosovo that's not universally recognised that is a member of FIFA. Uh, and like you say, you've got Kiribati, who is a United Nations member. Same with uh, Monaco, I think, aren't they? They're a, a fully independent nation, but are they, uh, they're a Kanifa member instead, aren't they? Yeah, so it, it's, it's well, the, the Jersey have just been turned down, haven't they, to join UEFA, uh, Gibraltar in, uh, England, Ireland, Scotland. Question mark there. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's a minefield, isn't it? And um, I, think, I think for us, we just say, 
yeah, if you if you if you tick a certain number of boxes there, we'll, we'll then then join our family and let's 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 have you out on the pitch playing football and see where you go from there. Is it hard for some teams to play with yourself? Because um, if you have someone like Tibet want to come and play uh, what is essentially a World Cup in. in it's you know it's called the Kenefa World Cup. Do they face any political pressure at home? Do you know not to come. Uh, same with any other members as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that, it will come from it will come from different uh, angles. Um, and um, I think most of the Tibet side is is, is based in Dharam Salaam. I'm correct. I'm not. I, I I don't know too much about the Tibet team, but. Um, there will be problems. There will be there will be pressures. Uh, the, the Chinese, for sure, will put pressures on with that uh, behind the scenes. Things that we we're not aware of. Um, we we have members um, that upset other countries that uh, some countries don't don't believe should exist. Or uh, but that goes on in with you, you, you've mentioned Kosovo. There are plenty of countries that don't recognise Kosovo. Um, you've got places like Taiwan, haven't you? Um, mm. There's, there's, there are uh, question marks over territory all over the world. Um, you know, the Argentines will, would tell you that the Falkland Islands belong to them, um, and so it goes on. You can find these examples absolutely everywhere. Is that thing you have to be wary of as a, um, as you're part of the sort of committee higher up? Are you, is that you? Are you? worried about um the sensitivity of that or you just want to get guys together to play football uh I, you know if, if we when, when we're out on the pitch and the guys are playing we don't get i've not personally experienced problems between uh teams with each other mm. um look you know teams might have to get to london they might they might be you know, there might be problems that they face um politically or what but um, but that can play. You, you could uh, you could cause problems to somebody, and it ends up uh, creating a, a media storm around it. So you know, and and that perhaps <laughs> has a, an unintended consequences for people. So I think, uh, yeah, we we <clears throat> we just look and we say we don't we we, we don't judge uh, politically um, because we can't. We can't say I, I can't tell you is Donetsk uh, correct or not as a, as, a, as an existing uh, state or whatever you want to call it. That's not that's not for me to do. But if there's a group of people who want to come and play football, um, then we 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 welcome people in. Did you get any contact with FIFA at all? And do you know what FIFA think of yourselves? Has there been much? Do you, do you chat much between you? There isn't much chat, to be fair. <laughs> would, you, would, would you like there to be more chat, or is it? Uh, yeah, it is? We, we 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 approach them, and I think um, that that relationship has changed according to who's at the helm of uh, of FIFA um, or who's in specific roles. Um, you know, I, I we're we're helping develop football in in areas of the world really that have been left behind by FIFA. Um, for the for whatever reasons they may be, so I think um, we're benefiting world football, and uh, with FIFA being the world governing body, I think um, they, they they could look at us and say, well, look, you know, they actually they help us, you know, they help they help the world game. What do you think of that? While you're there, just jump thought jumped to my head. What do you think of the expanded World Cup to include um, greater representation from around the world? Do I think there should be one? No, the, the 2026 World Cup um, that's going to have more the 48 team World Cup. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I have mixed views on these things. I, I, I don't like such. It, it, it depends on how something's uh, developed. I don't like European qualification um, when you know, let's like say England over the years have been playing a lot of games. It's a bit mad against, against minnows. Uh, it takes away the the quality of it and then we go into tournaments in England and not, not, are not prepared to pay, play against uh, the best teams and and I think it takes a lot of the value away so I, I'm all for uh, lots of countries getting to tournaments but I think that it should perhaps be split that you have um, the elite countries playing each other to get into a tournament and then the weaker countries uh, play each other and, and, and come in you know with a with a quota of, of teams perhaps yeah um, so 
Yeah, I, I, and I like tournaments. I like I like it to be underdogs. Uh, I think it's interesting. It always throws up um, lots of interesting things. Forty-eight teams, though. That's um, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> I'm quite excited by. It. I think it's going to be quite yeah. interesting as a one-off. It could be great fun. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't know why, but I had Thomas Muller in my head when I thought of this. But I was trying to make. You, you got sort of interest from national teams um, or uh, players that play for national teams. I was, I was thinking of a Bavarian team. Um, and if they played at your World Cup, they'd do all right, wouldn't they? Yeah, they would. But I mean, <laughs> look, look, you know, look at Yorkshire. I mean, um, oh, they're in, aren't they? They're not playing at this World Cup, but they're part of Conifer. That's so right, yeah. you know, a Yorkshire team that had uh, the the very uh, the best of Yorkshire. I think I think Jamie Vardy was born in Yorkshire, if I'm not mistaken. I think uh, that could be pretty pretty tasty. That'd be good. Uh, but yeah, there is that. Yeah, I mean Catalonia. What? Where does that? Where does that place go? And ultimately, would they end up uh, putting a team in with us? I don't know. Catalonia have played international games, haven't they? Yes. They. I think they beat Argentina four two not so long ago. Oh God, I don't know about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't so long ago. But I mean, is anyone? Um... Uh, is anyone playing for a national side who's, you know, you, like you say, you sort of any Catalan or Basque players, or is anyone playing for a national side um, expressed an interest in playing for a, a Kinefa team because they identify strongly with that region, even though they might play for, you know, their FIFA national team? You're not, uh, well, I think the federations won't allow you to do both. The national federations wouldn't allow you to be playing for the national team and then go and play for um, the Conifer representation of of that um but let's say ex-internationals or even players you know the the end of their careers they they could be looking to 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 do that um i know padania have had um some some i think serie b serie r players that have that have played for them um padania so is italy is it yes yeah in italy yeah Ralph Little played for Sealand, didn't he? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Are they, 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 are they a member of Kanifa? No, Sealand, no. Yeah. No. No, they're not. Okay. Um, Waiting for the application, I guess. Yeah, they're a very unique case, aren't they? Yes. I suppose they would be. Um, okay, so, I, I mean, vice versa then. Have you got any... Uh, Kanifa Illuminae, any players that have played for Kanifa teams that have gone on to um, have successful careers and, and play for their sort of FIFA national teams? I think we're too I think we're too early in the in the day really because Conifer's um if I'm not, not mistaken, off the top of my head, it's two thousand fourteen I think, wasn't it? The first uh, first uh... Yeah. Kanifa's been around for a while though, hasn't it? Itself yeah. as a body. Yeah. But I mean, you talk. Yeah, only talking. Say, let's say four years, four or five years. So, um, yeah, not to, not to my knowledge. But um, I'm I'm not that clued up with with what went before um, two years ago, shall we say? So, if, if there's guys that have gone on, I'm I'm not too aware of them. But uh, there's no reason why that couldn't happen, of course. And I'm hoping with the Matabili Land team that that the guys will do well and uh, get spotted and. You know, hopefully play for Zimbabwe one day. Do you get scouts at your games or at the World Cup? Uh, I fully expect us to have um, lots of scouts in London. Um, The Matabili Land team, we we did have a couple of scouts start to come down and and, and watch us um, because we started to um, establish a little bit of a reputation. So people start to come and look at you for for their Zimbabwean Premier League teams. So... Yeah, it happens. Um, but I, there's there's a lot of good a lot of good players playing in these in these teams. There's there's guys play, playing um, you know, at least second tier in Central European football in, in places like Romania. So they're they're, they're very decent players. Come on, give us some names of players we should look out for then at this World Cup. Oh, um, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, if you tell us about better. some of the favourite teams. Don't get me to give you names of players from 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 other members' teams. I'll be I'll be struggling. Oh really? Stage, yeah. I I haven't I haven't done my my uh, due diligence and homework on the opposition yet because I'm afraid that's dropped down the uh, the list at the moment. Because oh, you've got a, fo- quite a big list, I should imagine, haven't you? Yeah, the focus <laughs> the focus is on the uh, getting us getting us there and developing our team and um, 
going to be looking at the opposition. There's just not much information out there. Well, you're in pot four, aren't you? Um, so yeah. is that the group you're in? So you're, are you with Tibet and Kabylie we, and Cascadia? No, that's the seeding. We're, oh, we're actually playing. We're, we're, <clears throat> our opening game is against the European champions, Badania. Okay. Um, so I've seen them play. Uh, I can get information about them, but they've got a good, a good group of players. I mean, they're good. They're semi-pro to pro-level players, all of them, mm. and they've got a bit of money behind them. So it's a, it's a good setup. Um, so they're going to be, they're going to be tough. I know one of their lads. Uh, I don't think he's still playing, but he played for Inter Milan and AC Milan back in the day. Oh, really? Did he? <laughs> um, yeah. So. They're, they're going to be tough. And then we're playing Jekyll Land, um, which is the Hungarian community in Romania. And there, again, some of those lads are playing, I believe, in the Hungarian Romanian leagues. Yeah. So, decent players. Um, and then the other team in our group is Kiribati uh, from the Pacific. So, we know they're not um, as developed as those two teams. Um, but I'm sure they will come and they're representing you know, a nation, so I'm sure they're going to give us a tough time of it. But, uh, yeah, in terms of names, no, I couldn't, I, I, I wouldn't know where to start at the moment with that. Okay, but I mean, for teams, Padani are probably the favourites for the whole th- competition, are they? Or is there anybody else we should look out for? Yeah, they're definitely one of, they're one of the favourites. I mean, they won the European Championships. They, 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 uh, last year, they, um, they narrowly beat, well, they beat uh, North Cyprus on penalties. So North Cyprus will be there or thereabouts. Um, they're, they're both good teams. The, the world champion, current world Connie for champions are Abkhazia. Um, they've got lads playing in the Russian league, so they're very, they're very very good. Mm-hmm. Um, Punjab, um, they played against England C last year and uh, gave them a really tough game. Um, I think they lost two one off the top of my head, but uh, you, you'll appreciate an England C team is 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 very very good. That's probably a decent um, level, isn't it? So sort of. There'd be sort of Premier League reserves or Championship players in there, wouldn't they? Exactly. So, you know, that's the, well, that's the that's the cream of the non-league, isn't it? So mm. that's 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 really that's a really good level. So Punjab again, they they've got to be they've got to be one of the favourites. Um, and there's lots of other decent teams, and there's some teams we don't know too much about. They might they might turn up Western Armenia. They've got a lot of good players. I understand, um, and I don't know. Yeah, if they can get hold of everyone they can get hold of, maybe maybe they're a force uh, that could win it. I don't know. But some some decent, some really... if he turns up, then you know they've got a Yeah, rigger. exactly. Yeah, I'm sure they're on the phone to him every night. <laughs> oh, God, tell us about Matabili Land. Can you tell us about your boys? What do um, what sort of level are they and what sort of side are they? What sort of system formation do you play and what which players do we need to look out for there? Okay, well, my, the the lads, it's it's an amateur, uh, it's an amateur group of players. None, none of the lads are playing uh, professionally. Um, they're they're a good a good bunch of lads. We we run it almost like a club team because many of the of the uh, of our opponents are more like uh, traditional uh, national teams. So they only meet every every so often. So we've got an advantage that our lads are training together every week. Um, yeah, some of that's a lot of young lads there that we're trying to develop. So I've seen a I've seen a big development in some of those guys. Um, our facilities are extremely limited, dreadful pitches, not many footballs, uh, not not the food that you'd want for pre-match and post-match. Really, um, transport issues. Um, so all these things take away some of the quality that you you would like to develop um but we've got we've you know we've got some lads there that have played um so we say zimbabwe league one so that's the second tier of football um what sort of level be, would that be here as an equivalent i couldn't give you an honest you know when you do, when when you compare countries um with other countries leagues it's 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 very often it's difficult because myself i know i saw a few years in latvia and you know you say what's the latvian league compared to the uk league and you go well you know there's lads in the latvian premier league and would they get in league two sides but then there's other lads that are playing for the national team and do very well in playing national you know international football um so yeah the zimbabwean premier league is um it's pretty decent 
Um, it's a different way of playing football, but um, I think uh, there's a few of those boys who would definitely play league football uh, in the UK. Um, so if you drop down to League One, um, no, it'd be a good level of good, good level of non-league, I would say. Some of those players. Is there a lot of players? They were raw talent that if they sort of were lucky enough of an accident of birth to be sort of born somewhere where coaching was a bit more easily accessible and the facilities that you see players in this country have a bit more accessible. You think they, they could have made it um, given a different set of circumstances? Is the raw talent there for them? I think that's always the case. I think that works. Um, it, it works in two ways. I think in, I think in England it's very difficult to break through because if you've got a million, million lads playing football, um, you've got the facilities, but the chances of you being spotted and, and, and uh, breaking through with all that competition is difficult in that way. Um, but you can also be somewhere in the world where, yeah, you haven't got the coaches, you haven't got the, the resources to, to be developed yourself. Um, so uh, undoubtedly there's lads that we've got and if you transported them to the UK even now and you gave them a couple of years here with the right, the right clubs, I'm sure that they could make it to a, a reasonable level. Hmm. So give us a few names of your guys to look out for then. That, um, we I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that because none of them have been... We haven't named our squad. Oh, OK, sorry. Yeah, um, I've been saying to the guys that none, none of them are on the plane yet. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I probably got 15 in my head that I think are, are going to London, if, if, if injuries permitting, etc. But I'm not going to name anybody at the moment um, because um, they're still playing um, for the rights to be going. Um but I, I, I think um, I've not seen the boys for a few weeks because I've been back in Europe. But um, the last I saw of them, there, I think there's four or five guys there that will, that, that, that will stand out um, at the Connie for World Cup. Are you a tracksuit manager on the dugout or are you a suit and tie manager? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I, I don't wear ties anyway. I hate them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm 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 a, I'm a coach. Uh, um, I, I like to be out on the pitch um, with them. Um, I still play myself. I'm, I'm I'm an old man now, but I still I still like to play uh, in Latvia in the summers in, in in the national league. I get a few substitute appearances these days. But what position do you I, play? Uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a winger or a striker. I'm a slow winger. But uh, I like to find pockets of space and get the ball and, and, and cross it into the box. But uh, no, I, 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 it's a yeah, it's a tracksuit thing. I like to be out there on the pitch. I think I think the advantage of that is if you if you still got a little bit of a footballer's mentality yourself, you understand what it feels like to uh, to be a player and to the emotions you go through and how you how you should be treated as a player. Yeah. Um, and I think as well. Um, if you join, if you're able to join in the odd, um, you know, six aside game or whatever, you learn a bit about your players from being a player yourself. You you realise that one particular guy, you don't want to play against him, you know. Um, and there's another guy you think, well, actually, I I can get I can get something out of this player, and I shouldn't be able to at my age, you know. And that's something you perhaps just realise from 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 kicking a ball around with them sometimes as well. So. Yeah, definitely, definitely a tracksuit. Definitely, I like to jog down to training when I'm there and uh, to 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 go home a bit dirty and to look like you know I've been part of part of the session. Part of it. So, what FIFA level coach are you then? Well, uh, believe it or not, I'm only I'm only um, a level two, FA level two. FA. Um, okay. So, what does that mean? Uh, basically, then? I I I haven't even done my B. Um, I haven't been able to because I've been based in Latvia. I couldn't do the B there because I had to be fluent in Latvian. Mm-hmm. Um, so the FA, the Latvian FA, wouldn't allow me to do the B, despite the fact I was working with um, the ladies' team and uh, some of those players were playing for the Latvian national team. Um, and I was coaching a Premier League team, a, a women's Premier League team. So. Yeah, in many parts of the world, you wouldn't be allowed to coach without a certain level of qualifications. Um, but I, I also it was just impossible to come back to the UK. I've, I've applied to do to do higher qualifications here, but I've been told that I've got to be living permanently in the UK and have a team here. So, 
So being a bit of catch twenty two, I've been stuck on the same badge for five, five or six years. Um, but um, developing my coaching myself, really. Yeah. Um, which is a big reason why I, why I turned to Connie for um, because it's it, it's um, you don't have to have a UEFA Pro license to be able to develop in the in the game. So your Riga team and your Matabeliland team, do you have them play in a similar sort of style, or does Climate make any sort of uh, differential or their individual skill levels mean you have to play a different way? Or and, and if so, how easy is it to flip between one and the other for you as as a coach? Uh, I. I... I'm I'm this person that I I don't believe in a, in in set rigid uh, systems um, because that you know um, the conditions you play in the players you've got available if you you want to play a particular system but you you need a good holding midfielder but you don't you don't have that guy then that might not be beneficial to play that system you've got to look at your opposition how they set up. Um, yeah, the conditions, etc. So, my systems and how I play it changes changes a lot. Um, it ch- it's changed from from different teams I've coached at Riga United. Never mind um, between Latvia and uh, Zimbabwe. Um, so yeah, it's it, it's about the personnel you have. I like to try and play lots of different systems if possible, yeah. um, so the players are able to uh, to adapt. Um, I like players who can play in more than more than two or three positions, so you, you know that if you need to switch things in a game. Um, you're not you're not screwed over. Um, so yeah, in answer to your question, I'm 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 not rigid in those. I, I I'm I like attacking football. I like um, I like skillful players. I like wingers, but uh, that doesn't mean that my teams always are going to play the way I, I like football. Sometimes you've got to play in a in an ugly way to get through or a beautiful way to get through. It just really depends. You say you're a, 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 personally you were a sort of winger or a striker. Um, yeah. So when it does come to coaching, how do, you, uh, how do you coach a defender or a holding midfielder or something like that? You're, you're coaching them to do something that um, isn't a skilled position for you. So how, what sort of... You know, as a striker, you can say, "Oh, this is you know, this is what you should do." Or as a winger, you say, "This is what you should do," because you know that you've been playing it yourself. But yep. how do you do that for a position that you're unfamiliar with personally? Well, I, I mean, I've done yeah, I've done the basic. I've done uh, a couple of basic badges, and you, you you learn around that, and you you read a lot, and you watch a lot of uh, videos, and you go to coaching sessions, and you see other coaches working, and plus you've got, I, you know, I've played football since I'm. I was six years old. I'm 47 now, so I think I've got a fairly decent understanding of how football's played. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, you say a winger, but a winger plays against a fullback very often, um, or a wide midfielder, and uh, you know how a defender can make it difficult for you as a winger, and you know how they make it easy for you as a winger. So, you know, to me, the thing I most loved playing on the wing is when you get the fullback who just dives in every time. Every time you get the ball, he comes hurtling towards you. You give him a, you give him a little drop of the shoulder and you're gone. Um, so to me, that's not the way you defend against that kind of a winger. You know, so you, you, you've got to you've got to apply an overall knowledge to the game if you've played in different positions in your life. Um, uh, because I, th- I, I think, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> with your question, I think there are players that are that have played in one position, um, professional managers, and they, they say, yeah, I was a defender, and then my teams are all going to be defensive, and they only seem to know how to, to coach defensively. Um, but I find that a little bit odd, actually. I think um, you, you should be able to do enough um, work around your coaching to, to, to develop players in every position, really. And how do you coach a player that is better than you as well? I mean... Yep. Is that I, I, when we did it? I did this a long time ago with Stephen Constantine, the, the Indian manager, and I used the analogy of uh, Roger Federer, possibly the best play, tennis player that's ever played. But he must have a coach. So, yep. what can his coach, who's obviously not as good a tennis player as he, teach Roger Federer? And you know, is, is there a, sort of a footballing equivalent of that? Uh, I, I think it, 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 a lot of that comes down to the attitude of the player. So, if you've got a player um, <clears throat> and they say, "All right, I'm going to listen to this guy." Um, I'm going to let him try and teach me something. 
then you can develop them. I think if you've got a player and he says, oh, I'm, you know, who is this guy? I'm loads better than him. He's not going to teach me anything. Um, then you're going to struggle with that player. And, and, and that player's going to struggle themselves generally. They haven't got the right uh, psychology to be to be a successful player in my opinion um i did you know i i went from men's football to women's football and that was quite refreshing because i was coaching ladies who as i mentioned earlier they were playing um international football so very good players but you know as a as a reasonably decent player i was able to play with them and um and they wouldn't be thinking oh yeah you know i'm, I'm so much better than him uh, and they seemed to give me the respect to learn from from the advice I was giving them. Um, and I think I took that on. And, and, and when I went to Zimbabwe, I, I was uh, before I went, I was intimidated by the idea of coaching players who were better than I've ever been. Or, um, but you know what? The, those lads I've got down there, they they all seem to respect me. They want to listen. Um, everybody's got something wrong with the game. Um, that can be improved, um, and if you're able to identify that and tell a player, um, then you've improved them. And it it, it might not just be t- technique; it could be attitude, it could be the way they <coughs> the way they eat, the way they they prepare themselves for games. It could be their temperament, the kicking off with other players, or uh, getting upset with other players in training. There, do, there's do so many. Have... Sorry. Sorry, sorry, I've interrupted yeah, again. Go, oh, carry there's, on. <laughs> there's, there's, there's so many ways that you can improve um, a, a player, and you know if you if you think of any any player that's playing in the Premier League, uh, with a few few exceptions where you, you'd be struggling to improve them, you'd still say, well, that guy, yeah, actually, he, he can improve that area of his game, perhaps. You know, so I think um, if they've got the if they've got the right attitude. You 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 can um, you can you can improve anyone. Okay, sorry, I was just going to ask when you were talking about sort of players' individual relationships and stuff. Do you are you purely a coach, or do you have to get involved with sort of office politics, as it were, between your players and and that sort of thing? I've 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 always been involved with the players, um, with the the level the, the size of the clubs and the resources they've had. Um, it's a massive part of it for me. Um, I like to know my players, and um, uh, I'm very sensitive to to how people are, their body language, and uh, their moods. And I see if I see a change in in, in people's attitudes, I, I like to try and get to the bottom of it and um, find out, you know, what might, might be troubling a player really, because mm. um, it could be something really simple. Yeah, somebody or you've said something to them and they've misinterpreted it. So. Uh, I'm 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 really I'm really hot on on, on building relationships with, with players actually. Okay, sorry. There's just I know we've, we've digressed a bit from the World Cup, haven't we? But sorry, I'm quite, quite interested in that. Yeah. <clears throat> have you ever coached anybody that's older than you? Older than me? No, yeah. I don't think I have. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> sorry. That's a good question. Yeah, I don't. I, <laughs> I was uh, just wondering how someone like that might sort of um, take it as well. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Fun, funnily enough, um, off the top, I don't think I have. No, no, I wasn't trying to highlight your uh, <laughs> your longness in the tooth. I was just trying to sort of, if you've been a coach for a long, long time, maybe it's happened in the past. No, I mean, um, no, it's a couple of lads similar age to me, but no, I don't think I've ever coached anybody actually older than me. No, um, I coach a lot of kids. Um, yeah, as well. So um, I've I've done a lot. A lot of kids coaching in Latvia, so I've I've, I've coached even five-year-olds, you know. So um, there's there's different psychologies that go on. Uh, there's different psychologies that go on with men and women as well. You've got to coach women completely differently. Well, a, a lot of the time, very differently to to how you approach coaching men. Is it easier to coach women? Uh, yes and no. Yes and no. Um, it's easier, perhaps, that a lot of them will listen to you more, uh, try and develop, do what you say. Um, they won't have the the attitude of, uh, I'm better than him as a player, perhaps. Mm. Um, so in all those ways, it's it's easier. Um, but, but then in women's football, you might get cliques of players you know, one girl gets upset and then 
No, there's a there's a couple of other people that she's she's friends with, and they get upset with another group of players, or you know, one person falls out with the manager, and then five of them fall out with the manager because it, it, that that goes on. Um, and you, you also, you know, the, the the kind of manager who likes to walk into a changing room and and f and blind and go and throw stuff. That's not going to work generally in women's football. You're not going to get forgiven for that by a lot of uh, female teams. No. Have you ever had to so, throw a teacup? Have I ever thrown a teacup? No, yeah. uh, not 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 in a football changing room. I I have done, but not uh, that would be in the kitchen with uh, <laughs> girlfriends probably. But <laughs> but you've never sort of. I mean, how oft, how often a season could you lose it with your players at halftime or something? I'm an emotional person. I I I I mean, I wear my heart on my sleeve. But what a um, generally, I won't. I don't see too much value in in, in going mad. I, I I went mad once um, with the Reg United ladies team. We were playing the the champions of Latvia, um, who who were the Champions League representatives, and um, we just had the most dreadful first half. We just got absolutely taken to pieces, and I I, I went I went mad at half time because when I was talking to them, I could see a couple of the girls were destroyed distracted they weren't really listening and i didn't i didn't like the attitude i got and i did go mad i literally you know just said right you you know used a few bad words and said you 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 sort yourselves out i'll i'll see you i'll see you after the game and after the game i took my stuff and i went home and i told them we had a closed facebook group and i told them that i was really you know they didn't deserve to wear wear the the shirt um and um yeah, I was a I was a lesson for myself as well because I probably went a bit over the top and upset some of them, um, but that was the only time it's ever happened, I think. And did you get a positive reaction in the next game or next training session? Uh, I, I I got ignored by some of them for, for, about, <laughs> for about a month. Uh, some of them weren't really speaking to me, um, but actually, our the the quality of our performances went up. Yeah, um, a couple of the girls they really really came to me and said, right. Um, but a couple of them, yeah, they didn't speak to me for a long time, and they, 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 you know, they told me later that they thought I was really wrong to to behave like that, and I just told them, yeah, I wasn't. That was a reaction, an emotional reaction. I was disappointed, but I said I, I pointed out to them that the the the, um, the performances improved after that. Can you um, tell when a player's not trying? Can I can I tell if they're not trying? I, hmm. I, I, I think if you know your players, yeah. Um, I don't, if you don't know your players and you go down, you're not sure. Um, but I think uh, if, if someone's not trying, you, you don't want you don't want them involved, really, do you? Mm. But can you tell if they're not trying because they're not interested or because X Y Z is going on behind the scenes with them or something like that? I mean, it, 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 like uh, coaching uh, isn't coaching. The more I talk to people like yourself, the more I think that coaching is just an incredibly hard job. For things like this, it's yeah, it's it's this the psychology part of it, it's absolutely enormous, and uh, you know, it's what you said. Do you do you do you talk to your players? I think you've got to. I, I think sometimes some of the big clubs, when they have got loads of staff, maybe maybe the managers are just they just don't they don't know what's going on with the the the, the, the individual people. You know, um, it's uh, you you you've really got to you've got to try and understand those people. Um, uh, and, and help them. Um, I think you see in you see in training sessions for sure where people have, you know, they lose, they zone out. They're not they're not there. They come down. They're a bit they're a bit they're a bit quiet. They're a bit uh, removed. And um, you get some players will tell you if you've got a good relationship, they'll tell you sorry. You know, it's because this is going on. Um, but I think if you see it, you, you you owe it to them to to try and try and have the conversation with them. It, it, if it's not face to face, it's it's by text message, or whatever. Um, but it's good to show that you're concerned for players as well. You, you know, you're dealing with a lot of human beings. If you work in an office, you've you've, you've got to keep the morale together. You've got to keep your team together. So the same applies. You know, same applies to a football team. Can you be mates, players, or coaching? Uh, that really, really depends. I think um, I think the first the, the first year of serious coaching I did when I was um, in Latvia, I I had mates 
that were mates before you know I, I coached them and that's difficult to mm. to coach you your mates that's tough um but i think you can have um you can have friendships with your players yeah you you just need to know where um where the borders are with certain things um i i i certainly i've certainly i've got friendships with 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 ex players um I've maintained those, um, and they're, they're really important to me. Um, but you, yeah, just knowing your boards. I, I, I you know, I, I made a mistake once. I think I went out with a group of players, and it was a weekend away, and they were out drinking, and I carried on. I went out with them, and I behaved myself. But some of them, you know, they they perhaps felt a bit silly about how they behaved that night and at the end of the day they, they weren't professional footballers and that was that was their night out and they felt embarrassed to me afterwards and I think I thought maybe I shouldn't have done that I shouldn't have been there you know what I mean mm. you were sort of encroaching you felt yeah yeah and I think that wasn't I, I think in hindsight that probably wasn't 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 appropriate um I think when they need to be um able to behave however they want you shouldn't be there probably yeah. oh no definitely um right We'll get this back round to uh, to Kenefer again. Any British interest at the World Cup this year? Well, we got the Ireland, the Ireland man team. Okay, is 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 playing. Um, I know they take it very seriously, and they they, they they're a good bunch of lads. Um, they want to represent. Um, and you've got um, you've got teams um, the the Barrower team, which is part from part of uh, Somalia. They're they're based in in England. These are they're actually the hosts, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So they they are based in England. So I think the majority of some of the lads will come. I mean, they are you know, they they their blood is from from there. But uh, um, some of the some of the lads will come over. I think from Somali, but most of them are UK based players. And and, mm. and there's players players playing in uh, you know in the, in, in the non league here. Same with Punjab. A lot of the guys playing playing non league football. Okay, that's uh, um, Ellen Van. So there is, yeah, there is interest, and um, that's right, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. that's right. So there's the Ironman and, and the Punjabi team. There's um, ones we can look out for. Yeah, and Barrow, yeah, Barrow yeah, as well. they've got they've got they've got English player, English based players, yeah. Okay, and what grounds are they going to be taking place? I've got I can see Sutton here, and I think Enfield they're taking place, and Harringay as well, aren't they? So if you if you want to get down there, then they're, they're the places to go, aren't they? Yeah, I'm I'm actually going down to Sutton next next week um, to go. Um, I'm hoping to go to Sutton against Woking on Tuesday just to go and have a look at the stadium because that's where we have our opening game against Badania so I, I want to go down and have a look at the facilities it's a it's a 3G pitch and it'd just be nice to have a feel for what we're expecting um, in the summer this was uh, the so pitch that, that Arsenal played on wasn't it in the FA Cup the, that's um, right yeah yeah. yeah I, I, I personally I've, 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 I've played more on 3G pitches than, than grass in recent years and I think there's a lot of a lot of pluses in having 3G pitches um, particularly you get to the end of a football season um, English football season a lot of the pitches are going to be really heavy and carved up so I think being on a 3G isn't a, isn't a bad shout but there again my players have uh, there isn't there isn't a single 3G pitch in Zimbabwe so that's uh, a slight disadvantage for us we don't have even have the opportunity to train on one uh, before before we get to London so oh really something the first taste of actually the game yeah unless we go somewhere else before but again that's down to that's going down to financial limitations so um yeah, just aside from training um, in London, yeah. um, that will be the first time almost all of them have ever played on a 3G service. Okay. Um, go on, do you want to give a few plugs out then? So the Kenefa website or where you can get tickets from, um, you mentioned to be pre-record sort of crowdfunding for Matabili Land as well. So um, how do people access that sort of information? Yeah, so for Conifer, um the main website's conifer.org. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, the tickets are... Um, they're being sold by a company called Eventim, uh, which is quite a big uh, ticket sales company. I think they're from Germany. Um, but they, if you look on Eventim, um, you look at the Connie for World Cup, you'll find uh, the tickets there. <coughs> Excuse me. They're most, um, most, but not all of the games are on sale at the moment. We're just um, just clearing up some of the final stadiums that are going to be going to be included. Um, so yeah, you'll get tickets. 
tickets through that. Um, please, yeah, any anybody that's listening to this um, who really wants to, to to help help our lads get to London, you know, it's five quid. We'll be very very happy. Um, we've got a crowdfunding page on generosity.com. Um, you'll find it easily enough without me uh, giving you the, the entire address of it. But just look up Matabili Land on there, or just go to the sports section of that, and you'll you'll see us. How would one spell Matabili Land? Sorry. Ah, M A T A B E L E Land. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, just have a look on on generosity dot com and and find us on there. Um, and we we've, we've got a lot of. Um, as well as making donations, we've we've put products on there that you can buy. So you can buy a, a, you know, a replica shirt, um, you can buy a scarf and, uh, and different things. You can even pay to train with the team if you've got enough cash um, during 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 that World Cup week. Um, so yeah, um, that's that's where you you can help us if you, if you want to follow us. Um, you can follow us on uh, most of our activities on Twitter and Facebook. Um, so look up Matabili Land on, on Twitter and Facebook, you'll find them. Um, and myself, Justin Wally Ten uh, on Twitter. That's that's where I publish most of most of my stuff related to this. Um, doing a bit of a video diary at the moment um, as well, so you can you can follow a bit of my journey on that with with what's going on. Um, where it's possible to upload, of course. I'm not, it's not going to be quite so easy when I get back to Africa, but. <laughs> Uh, the videos will be three seconds rather than thirty seconds, I think. But uh, yeah, if, if, if you can if if you can follow us on there as well, that would be fantastic. That's a very nice kit I'm looking at on your um, on your Twitter head. It's sort of yellow shorts, uh, white tops with sort of yellow sleeves, and that sort of the triangles down the the front, sort of blue, green, yellow, and red triangles. Yeah, uh, and we've got kit. actually we've got we, it is a very decent kit. Um, uh, but we've got we, we're going to have a, we're going to have a new kit actually. Um, uh, news about that's going to that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. News about that to uh, reveal in about two weeks' time. I can't say too much more before then, but it will be very interesting. And there was a lot of fuss made about Nigeria, and I think uh, about their new kit. I think you'll be hearing about ours. Oh right, okay. Yeah, I'd, <laughs> uh, a lot of hype there, but um, yeah, have, have a look couple of weeks time and if things go as planned we're gonna have a really really super kit actually okay well any kit fiends amongst you listeners and i know there's a few because i follow quite a lot of um uh people on twitter who are obsessed by kits from each and every corner of the world that's uh, one to keep your your eye out is there anything else you want to mention at all justin before we wrap this up um <laughs> now i'm on the spot i can't think uh, <laughs> aob I- I, yeah, I know. Just I, I appreciate you having me on, and um, you know, as I, as I said, I, it'd be, it, anybody wants to um, help the team, um, please go to the crowdfund. Just follow us, spread the word about us. We're also looking for sponsors. So if you know anybody that's, uh, that wants to put the name on the front of our shirts, that would that would really help, or provide um, you know the boot bags and the bags, um, that kind of stuff, the track suits be a massive help um so you know please just find me on twitter and uh message me directly you can get straight to me there um and if you if you if you've got something you think you can you can help us with i'm i'm, I'm all ears so that's at justin wally 10 isn't it that's right yeah w-a-l-l-e-y yeah that, I, you're making me think now i should i should double check shouldn't i <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just just in, just in Wally ten, yeah, W A double L E Y, yeah, with ten on the end. You did massively learn very well. Yeah, that was easier. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thank you ever so much for joining us, Justin. Um, that was uh, just if we've uh, man, at Man of the Post is our Twitter account, as you uh, as you guys know. Um, myself, Justin, Jesse, and uh, Ryan will be back shortly. Make sure you also listen to. Uh, new host Matt on Sundays as well. Um, he's got Colin and some other people lined up as well as extra special hosts. Justin, make sure you subscribe and have a listen through Acast or iTunes, whichever is your podcasting of choice. Um, thank you ever so much for joining me. Thank you very much. And always I remember really, to... really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, no, we really appreciate you coming on. It's always nice to get people like you on here. Um, and always remember to keep your man on the post. <laughs>